Meister Sheni, Perik Hay, Mishnah Aleph, 5-1. We now begin for the next five Mishnayos, the halachas of Ravai. Ravai means fourth year. It's in fourth year produce. There's a machlokas amorayim if it applies to just grapes, meaning it's called kerem Ravai. It's a fourth year vineyard. And if it applies to all trees, the produce of trees, and then it's called not kerem Ravai, but rather Neta Ravai, a fourth year sapling. Now, the Mishnah itself, these, we have five Mishnahs on the topic. The first three refer to it as Kerem Ravai, and the last two refer to it as Neta Ravai. So it's actually inconsistent with the Mishnah. Um, those Amoraim who hold that the proper halachas is only applying to Kerem Ravai say that wherever it says Neta Ravai, you should, it, the Mishnah is wrong and the text should be changed. And similarly, those who hold that it's um, Neta Ravai would say that anytime the Mishnah says Kerem Ravai, the text should be changed. It seems. Um, that in fact there are shitas of Tanaim explicitly that hold that it must be Netravai because there's a Mishnah talking about um, applying Ravai to to an Esrog. Um, so therefore, okay, at least some are. Some Tanaim for sure at least hold that it is Netravai and the halacha is that indeed it's Netravai. So although our Mishnah will say Karam Ravai and the next two Mishnahs also refer to Karam Ravai, meaning a vineyard, uh, where actually the halacha will be referring, this halacha of Ravai will apply to all um, tree fruits in the first four in the fourth year of that particular tree's life. We'll discuss more about how to, cal- how to calculate a tree's life, its birthday, and so on, and the slight confusion that's involved with an, a, a sapling, an atiyah having its Rosh Hashanah, its its birthday, if you will, um, on the first day of Tishrei, as opposed to an ilan, a uh, mature tree, having its birthday on. Tubishvat, uh, we'll have Masechus Orla and discuss that more there. Here we just talk about Ravai, however it's calculated, how the halachas are. Now the reason why it's here in Masechus Meiser Sheni and not discussed in Masechus Orla is because when the Psukim talk about Ravai, they say after the three years of Orla, the fourth year, that produce will be Kodesh Hilulim, um, which means holy for singing or praising Hashem. And uh, there's a Gezer Shava from the extra reference of being Kodesh, meaning the Ravai being Kodesh, and Maeser Sheni being Kodesh, that the halachas of Ravai are learned out in large part from the halachas of Maeser Sheni. It's a discussion about exactly how far that limud goes, but in any case, certainly, as we'll see right away, the halachas of Maeser Sheni, in as much as you have to eat it in Yerushalayim, or deem it before you get to Yerushalayim, do apply um, to Ravai. So Ravai produce must be eaten in Yerushalayim or redeemed out of Yerushalayim, and then you bring the value up to Yerushalayim and then use the money to purchase foodstuffs in Yerushalayim just as Meister Shani. So that's what it's doing over here. Okay, so the mission starts out by saying, Kerem Ravai, when you have a fourth-year vineyard, for example, Mitzayin Oso Bekozos Adama. You have to demark it and signify that this is a Ravai vineyard by using... Kozo Sadama, clumps of dirt. The Bartanu understands these clumps of dirt are like sort of amassed by the side of the the vine or vineyard, and that would indicate to indicate to people that this is a is a Ravai plant. The Gemara in Bavakama actually speaks out why the clot of dirt is significant to know to know that it's Ravai and it's symbolic, and as much as the same way dirt you can use profitably by investing in it and developing it and out will come, you know, you get produce from it. So to this tree, while it's in its fourth year, it's not for um, generic um, exploitation and commercial use, um, but in subsequent years you can invest in it and it will be. 
So that's the Bartonurus Pshat. Many other Mepharshim understand that this clod of earth isn't put next to, but rather around. It's put around the the vine, like all the way around. I'm signifying that it's this is a a revai. So that's for example uh, yeah, that's for example the Pshat of the the rush. Okay. And the Gemara, by the way, is uh, it's a Babakama Daf Samachtes Amralf. Okay. That's if it's revai, vishal orla. If you have an orla vine growing in its first three years, so then again it needs to be signified so that people coming by and don't help themselves and eat forbidden fruit, orla is forbidden fruit for its first three years. The charsis, you use charsis. Bartonurus pshat is charsis is clay, meaning it's the kind of um, earth that you will use to make uh, clay earthenware vessels. So you use that clay as the signifier, according to Bartonur, again, you make like a clump, like, I guess, beside beside the vine. Um, the other Pshatamar that you use this charsis and you put it all around vines, so it's like a indicated the whole way around to prevent people from eating your orland and uh, coming to sin like that. Now we move away for a second from those topics and onto generically marking out your field. We say Vishal Kavaros. If you have... Uh, bodies are buried in your fields so then of course you need to be afraid that people passing by will be kohanim and will be over the issue of being matama themselves with the mace or they could be a nazir and therefore you need to also put some indicator and the indicator you'd use is basid you would use sid which is lime umamacha you mix up that sid with water so it's even more bright white like plaster vishofech and you pour it um, according to Bartonor, you'd pour it on the grave, like kind of like, like a flat gravestone, and according to others, you would pour it around the whole grave so no one accidentally steps um, too close or on top of where the grave is. Now, if you think about it for a second, putting the graves aside, we're talking about the ravine orla. If someone helps themselves to your grapevine and eats your produce, whether it's orla or ravine, besides the fact of doing the issue of eating orla or ravine outside of Yishalayim, they're just generic thieves. They're taking what doesn't belong to them. And that being the case, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says there's no reason to protect those people. They're bad guys. We're not going to make you go out of your way to protect you know, thieves from hurting themselves by eating things they shouldn't be eating anyways. The Medavar Mamorim says he went to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel say this halach of requiring you to put up the clods of earth or the harsis, the clay around to protect people from eating wrongly what they shouldn't eat. That's Bishfias in the Shemitah year. Because in the Shemitah year, in the seventh year, so people are within their rights to help themselves to things they see growing. Everything is hefker. And that being the case in the Shemitah year, they're not being thieves. And those are the people you need to protect by putting up the, the tzion, the um, the marker, to not let people know that this is, is uh, either Ravai or Orla as appropriate. Outside of that, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel Shita is, and this is actually the girsa inside the Yerushalmi, but not uh, as we have in front of us, that the principle is Haliteul Rasha Vyamus, which means let the wicked person be fed this forbidden food, and let them die. Meaning, we have no requirements on the landowner, the field owner, to go out of his way to spend time to protect thieves from getting hurt from eating Yisr. Okay, that's that. The mission finishes up by saying, V'hat tsunuim. The very, um, tsunuim means, of course, literally like the modest people, but it means people who are especially um, punctilious with their mitzvah observance. So on the Shemitah year, they had to be afraid so that people um, might take food and it would be subject to Meister Shani and then they would eat it wrongly. So he says in the Shemitah year, Menichin Esamaos, 
uh, the Tznuin at least would put money aside, the Va'omram, and they would say, whoever takes this produce, Yehei Mukhulal al Let the food be deconsecrated onto um, this money. That would make the Mashashini be deconsecrated, and that's that. Um, and that's the, that is not the Lacha, that's how the Tznuim are. It's just this extra from people that wanted to do an extra, go an extra mile to protect people. Um, there are a couple interesting questions on this Mishnah regarding, for example, Brera. We pass in that retroactive allocation called Brera we don't rely upon. It's only not for Doraisas, and this is a Doraisa. So how could it work? So the Rush explains that this wouldn't be Brera because we're talking about a case where the redemption or deconsecration of the produce only happens after, it's meant only happen after the fruit is picked and been identified. It's not retroactive. It'll apply to whatever gets picked. Um, yeah, fine. Very good.